0: March 29th is National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Hello, I'm Ben Sandifer, and on this episode of Middle Georgia Podcast, we'll replay an interview that was originally on the veterans segment of the Greatest Memories Podcast in November 2019. I first met Arthur Henry in 1966 when he was the drummer and I was a bass player in a local band called the Paragons. Shortly after this, Arthur enlisted in the U.S. Army, and our interview started with Arthur Henry's recollection of first learning of the war in Vietnam.
1: I was 12 years old, I think, when they had the first uh, shots fired in Vietnam that was actually fired against Americans. I was kidding with my mother at that time. We was watching some of it on television. I told her, I said, well, if I ever reach the age that I'm old enough, I'm going to go over there. But never dreaming that the war would continue that long until I actually reached the age of old enough to go there.
0: Arthur Henry's enlistment in the U.S. Army in 1967 came about by accident. I was only 17 years old,
1: and I originally went to the Navy recruiter and when I was approached the Navy recruiter, the Navy recruiter told me that I was actually too young, that they could uh, put me on what they called a kitty cruise. And then when on my 18th birthday, they could put me on in regular uh, training. And so that just didn't sound too good to me. And the funny part of this is it was in the old federal building here in Macon is where the enlistment offices were at. I was in the building and was on my way out the building after talking to the Navy recruiter. And I was going down a flight of steps. And unfortunately, I went a little bit too far down. And as I got down there, I saw this uh, Army enlistment man sitting there. And he said, can I help you? And I thought, well, no, I'll just turn around and go back up. But As I did, I got to thinking, well, I'll go down and talk to him and just tell him what's going on. So I went down and spoke to him and he told me, he said, well, we would certainly take you in at 17 years old, but you'd have to come in
0: under the consent of your mother and father or either one of them. And Arthur returned with his father to the Army recruiter that same day and was at Fort Benning the next day to start basic training. And my next duty station, uh, I was sent for my advanced
1: training and I was supposed to go to radio school. and originally was going to be stationed in, Fort, in in Fort Gordon in Augusta, Georgia but somehow the orders got changed and they sent me to Fort Jackson in South Carolina and that's where I spent all of my uh, advanced training.
0: Arthur Henry next went to Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas,
1: because you could not go to Vietnam until you were 18 years old. And when I went into Vietnam, I spent the first week in, in the 90th Replacement Center in Saigon. We, we actually flew into Cam Ranh Bay in North Vietnam, spent the night there, and then was moved to the 90th Replacement in Saigon and uh, spent a week there trying to have orders cut. And then they sent us to a place called Canto down in South Vietnam, where we spent an additional two weeks waiting for more orders to be cut before we was assigned to our permanent station. And when I got to my permanent station, I was stationed in a place called Vinh Long, Vinh Long Province. We were right on the Mekong River, 25 miles south of South, uh, of the South China Sea.
0: And during that year in Vietnam, Henry worked as a company clerk, a personnel specialist, as well as duty in the armory. We
1: were right in the middle of the middle of the Mekong Delta, which, which is nothing but jungle all around us, and we were a relatively small compound. So there was times that we would go under mortar fire, and more than likely, at the end of each month, I guess the Viet Cong knew at that particular time that's when everybody got paid, so they probably knew a little more of a party and and a separation was was going on at that particular time. So usually any time after midnight, you always had the concern of mortars coming in. And I did have some very good friends of mine that worked in the supply hooch, that they did take a direct hit by an 82 millimeter mortar one night and very close to losing their lives and which i'm grateful for because one of them i stayed in close contact with after we come home from vietnam he was uh... william hansford he was from liberty kentucky and uh... We had one of our captains that was, was killed there through a mortar attack, went through the corner of his, his hooch area. I was stationed with 114th Assault Helicopter Company. So we had gunners, and we had crew chiefs, and we had captains and warrant officers that served as pilots on these helicopters. And uh, they suffered some terrible things a lot of times, and uh, we lost
0: a lot of good friends through that. When Arthur returned to the States from Vietnam...
1: I had to go stand by, so I, I was held for quite some time in San Francisco Airport waiting to get on a flight. Well, when a seat finally became available, I happened to see It was three seats, and I happened to sit in the middle next to this particular man that I cannot remember his name. This elderly one... Not, I say elderly. To me at that time, she would have probably been elderly. She was probably in her 40s, but... uh. I was sitting next to her and of course I was in uniform so the man that was sitting next to me asked me he said uh he said well where are you headed where are you coming from and naturally the conversation started about well I'm just returning from Vietnam and the lady didn't say anything at first but somewhere in the conversation between himself and I she just looked at me and she said oh well you must be one of those baby killers and at first, that didn't quite register with me until the guy sitting next to me, he looked at me like he, he more or less was indicating to me, don't, don't pay no attention to her. But at that point, when, after I got back and I realized just how people did feel, I was really ashamed of, of going to Vietnam. So the first thing that I wanted to do when I got back to my home in Macon was to shed that uniform. And I didn't want nobody to know where I had been or what I had done.
0: But U.S. Army Vietnam veteran Arthur Henry has seen those feelings change in more recent years. I think America has finally
1: realized how bad the Vietnam veterans were treated. And I think they're trying to make it up. But I did what I thought, as an American, I was supposed to do. I'm very proud of what I did.
0: Now, if you are a Vietnam veteran, I would encourage you to sign up for an honor flight that honors veterans of World War II, Korea, and Vietnam by transporting them to Washington, D.C. to see their memorials at no cost to the veterans. Here in middle Georgia, you can do this at middlegahonorflight.org, middlegahonorflight.org. Or if you live outside the middle Georgia area, go to honorflight.org and find the hub nearest you. And as we post this podcast on National Vietnam War Veterans Day, we say thanks to all of you who served, and welcome home. For Middle Georgia Podcast, I'm Ben Sandler. G.M.S. Productions.